0: In today's show, Bitcoin fails to recoup post-Fed losses as 20,000 Bitcoin price returns on the radar. In breaking news, the senator who said Bitcoin can open the doors of corruption in El Salvador was indicted for corruption by the federal prosecutors who seized 10, I'm sorry, 100,000 in gold bars and 480,000 in hidden cash from his home. Max Kaiser responded to this story. Gold is the poor man's Bitcoin. It encourages thievery, war, violence, excess stupidity, like Peter Schiff and Nassim Taleb, both who turned down my offer of free Bitcoin at a dollar in 2011. Also in today's show, Bitcoin Blast Pass is 2021 all time high in Argentina, but hyperinflation outpaces once again. We'll also be discussing Binance and CEO asked the court to dismiss their SEC suit. I'll be breaking down this latest saga, as well as Bybit will suspend services in the UK following the financial regulators' final warning. We'll also be discussing Nick Carter doubling down on the theory the Bitcoin was invented by the NSA. We'll also be discussing major fund managers says the BlackRock ETF will drive the price to $1.5 million per Bitcoin as it literally unlocks $30 trillion worth the capital, we'll also be taking a look at the overall crypto market, all this, plus so much more in today's show. And a quick reminder, if you gain value out of today's episode, the greatest compliment you can give simply smashing that like button as it helps out tremendously with the YouTube algorithm. And if you're not already subscribed to the channel, you know what to do to receive daily premium crypto news alerts every single day just like this. And welcome everyone just joining us. This is pod episode number 1409. I'm your host JV. Today is September 22nd, 2023. Let's kick off today's show with our market watch as we do here every day. We can see Bitcoin back in the red, but holding on to 26,500 as support and checking out CoinMarketCap.com, the crypto market cap sits just above that trillion dollar milestone with roughly $22 in volume in the past 24 hours with the volume down 25% as Bitcoin dominance is currently at 49.1% with the Ether dominance at 18.2% as Bitcoin Dom has been dominating the Ether dominance and I think it's likely to continue this cycle. But what are your thoughts, fam? And checking out the top 100 crypto gainers of the past 24 hours, lo and behold, the infamous Pepe Coin that is rated number 100 is leading the pack, up 15% for the day, followed by Curved Out Token, up almost 11%, trading above 49.5 cents, followed by Zillica up almost 4%, trading uh, at roughly 1.7 cents. And checking out the top 100 crypto gainers of the past week, we have XRD up 7.4%, we got CRV up 11.7%, and FTT, the infamous scam token that Sam Bankman-Fried created on the FTX exchange, currently up 5.3%. And checking out the Crypto Greed and Fear Index, we're currently rated a 43 fear. Yesterday, 47 neutral. Last week, 45 fear. And last month, a 37 in fear. So there you have it, fam. How many of you have been taking advantage of this recent dip? Let me know. And now let's dive into the technical analysis for Bitcoin. Check out the charts and what is popping with the King Crypto. Bitcoin circle lower after September 21st Wall Street Open as 20,000 Bitcoin price predictions resurfaced. you got to keep in mind there's a CME futures gap at approximately that level as well. Now data from Cointelegraph and TradingView covered a lackluster 24 hours for the price action of Bitcoin with 27,000 fading from the view. The aftermath of the U.S. Fed interest rates pause offered a little for the Bitcoin bulls having dipped almost 700 Dollars of the prior day. Now, market participants return to a more conservative outlook in the absence of the tangible volatility, quitting Crypto Tony here. Something like this over the course of October would be perfect, I would say. Slow grind up to 28500 followed by hype and FOMO, fear of missing out, to then dump it once more. And then we have another analyst, Material Indicators, meanwhile eyeing a so-called death cross on the weekly chart, quitting him here. The 21-week and 200-week moving averages are on a collision. Course for a death cross on the Bitcoin weekly candle close and open. It warned. Now he also says that the 50-week moving average may provide some temporary support and even trigger a short-term rally. But if PA takes us there, it'll print a lower low, which I believe opens the door to a grind down to test 20,000. Let me know if you agree or disagree with uh, the analyst. Now also shares here. If there is a base case for hopium, it's that the FTX liquidators don't want to see much price erosion before they start distributing and may try to prop the price up for a little longer. That's purely speculative, but not out of the realm of possibilities. Now, another analyst, CryptoCon, shares the following, uh, doesn't get much simpler than this. Bitcoin early and late bull market is green. The bear market ends in the red. I mean, as he outlines here alongside this chart, and just as confident was fellow trader Jelly, who suspected a prime buying opportunity for prospective Bitcoin investors at these current prices, as he shares here on X. Historically, the post-bottom consolidation phase has been a great time to buy. I don't think this time will be different. So there you have it, fam. Now, Bitcoin trading at around 26500 at the time of this recording, making September gains equal to roughly 2.5%, still Bitcoin's best month since 2016 for the September and per data from monitoring resource CoinGlass, Bitcoin delivered losses every single September since. So will this be the oddity this month of September as we're still potentially in the green and we can end in the green. Let me know your thoughts, fam. Welcome to everyone in the live chat. Now, this was breaking news. Senator, who said Bitcoin can open the doors of corruption in El Salvador, was indicted for corruption by the federal prosecutors, seizing $100,000 in gold bars and $480,000 in hidden cash from his home. So Max responded to this con artist and wrote, gold is the poor man's Bitcoin. It encourages thievery, war, violence, and excess stupidity, like Peter Schiff and Nassim Taleb, both who turned down my offer of free Bitcoin at $1. In 2011, preach and massive shout out to Max Kaiser, Stacy Herbert, and Nigel Bokelé of El Salvador. So there you have it, fam. Now let's discuss this hyperinflation, which continues to go on in Argentina as Bitcoin prices reach yet another all-time high in their country. Let's break this baby down and shout out to all my fam in Latin America. I mean, we must continue to rise up. What will be the next Latin American country to adopt Bitcoin as a legal tender? Could it be Argentina? Could it be Mexico? Could it be Brazil. What's your thoughts, fam? Let me know in the chat. I'll read everyone's comments out loud at the end of the show. So here we go. Argentina has grappled with hyperinflation for several decades due to failed policies that have led to budget deficits. And as time marches on, the likelihood of Argentina, home to 47 million people, facing a full-scale currency collapse looms. But there are prospects for increased adoption of Bitcoin, given its outstanding track record when priced in the local Argentine peso currency. That's right. Throughout history, the Argentine government has frequently resorted to inflating the money supply through bank deposits or government bonds. And more notably, Argentina's aggregate money supply, the M1, comprising uh, of currency, demand deposits, and other checkable deposits, have surged from 2.81 trillion pesos in July of 2019 to a staggering 10.66 trillion pesos, making a 277% increase in just three years. Just a, a reflection of what could happen to the US dollar, fam. Don't think it can happen. In your own backyard. Now, the Bitcoin price on domestic exchanges has soared to 19.6 million Argentine pesos, up from 14.2 million when Bitcoin reached its all time high in the United States back in November of 2021. This means that despite the 61.5% drop from 69,000, investors in Argentina have still managed to accrue gains of 38% when measured in their local currency. And in this chart shows you the Bitcoin price in pesos at the Bitso exchange. Now, one may encounter a different result. When consulting Google or CoinMarketCap for the Bitcoin price in pesos, keep this in mind: the answer to the discrepancy lies in the official currency rate for the Argentine peso, which is more intricate than most investors are accustomed to. To begin with, there is the official rate known as the dollar BNA, set by Argentina's Central Bank and used for all the government transactions as well as for imports and exports. Observe how the price in Bitcoin is in Argentine pesos effectively traded on crypto exchanges, which is nearly double Google's Theoretical price. This theoretical price is calculated by multiplying the Bitcoin price on the North American exchanges in the United States dollars by the official Argentine peso rate provided by their local government. This phenomenon is not unique to cryptocurrency. It also affects other highly liquid international assets such as stocks, gold, and oil futures. So, by artificially strengthening the official rate in favor of the Argentine peso, the government aims to stabilize the economy, reduce capital flight, and curb speculative trading by by making it more expensive to purchase foreign currency and store wealth in U.S. dollars. This measure may also increase the cost of imports while boosting exports with the goal of improving the trade balance. However, it's important to note that manipulating the official foreign exchange rate, as seen in Argentina's case, ultimately contributes to massive inflation and impedes their economic growth. Firstly, it creates incentives for the existence of an unofficial and unregistered market known as the dollar blue, which also fosters illegal activities undermining financial transparency, and discouraging foreign investment. This leads to varying exchange rates depending upon the market in which the transaction occurs and whether or not it involves the government as well as official banks. Now for the million dollar question. Is Bitcoin a reliable store of value for investors right now in Argentina? Let's discuss it. According to Bitso, exchange prices in Argentine pesos, Bitcoin has gained 150% over the two years ending September 21st, moving from 7.84 million pesos to 16.6 million pesos. However, the accumulated official inflation rate during this period had exceeded 300%, making it incorrect to claim the Bitcoin has been a dependable store of value. However, those who opted for US dollars, whether in the traditional form or in stable coins, have seen their holdings increase by 297% during the same period, effectively matching the inflation rate. This analysis exclusively the two-year period between September 2021 and September 2023 virtually the past 24 months now nonetheless the outcome is somewhat disappointing for Bitcoin proponents and is likely to favor the adoption of stable coins in the region but on a positive note investors have had the opportunity to learn about the advantages of self-custody and scarcity given that the local currency has been decimated by continuously inflating Supply so in the end for Argentinas as long as the. US dollar maintains its purchasing power by keeping keeping pace with local inflation, there is little room for Bitcoin to become the preferred store of value. So there you have it. How do you think this is likely to play out for Argentina as hyperinflation continues? Literally, as Tucker Carlson recently interviewed Javier Malay, pro-presidential candidate, who's currently leading the polls, and they say there's roughly a 77% chance that he becomes president, and there is the opportunity. He adopts Bitcoin as the legal tender. He says when locals in Argentina go out to eat, they have to have stacks of money just to cover the bill because that's how bad their local currency has hyperinflated. So can Bitcoin save their economy? Literally over 40 million people. Let me know your honest thoughts, fam. I think it's only a matter of time and a sign of the times that Bitcoin is the answer to solve this economic crisis, which continues around the world. And with that being shared, now let's break down our next story of the day, discuss the latest ongoing saga between Binance and their CEO, CZ, as well as the SEC, I don't know why I put SEO here on the chart. We talking about search engine optimization uh, or the Securities and Exchange Commission, just saying. Anyways, according to a September 21st filing with the U.S. District Court for the District of Columbia, both Binance Holdings and CZ claimed that the SEC overstepped its authority And the lawsuit against them. In the 60-page petition, the lawyers for Binance and CZ accused the SEC of failing to introduce clear guidelines for the sector ahead of its lawsuit against the crypto exchange, and as we know, it's the largest crypto exchange in the world, hence why they're Probably being attacked, and as a result, had imposed its regulatory authority over the crypto sector retroactively, as outlined right here in this complaint. Quoting them here, the SEC pursues these novel theories retroactively, seeking to impose liability for sales of crypto assets that occurred as far back as July of 2017, before the SEC provided any public guidance concerning cryptocurrency. They also share it's clear that the SEC's lawsuit has no foundation in the currently enacted security laws. So. More overreaching, which your thoughts, fam? Lawyers for Binance also asserted that the regulatory fundamental misinterprets the security laws and their application to crypto assets, quitting him again. In attempting to claim the regulatory power over the crypto industry, the SEC distorts the text of the security laws. And in addition to Binance and CZ's petition, the American outfit of the crypto exchange, which is Binance US, legally known as BAM Trading Services, also reportedly sought the dismissal of charges in a separate 56-page filing made on the same day. The SEC sued Binance and its affiliates on June 5th, pressing charges claiming uh, Binance offers the sale of unregistered securities and operates illegally within the United States. The SEC's move against Binance came three months after the CFTC also sued Binance for failing to register with it and for breaking many of its guidelines, uh, you know, uh, supposedly. Now, trading activity on Binance US has been hit hard as a result by the ongoing regulatory action against the exchange, with daily trading volume slumping more than 98% from September 2022. On September 13th, Binance US laid off 30% of its remaining workforce with its president and CEO, uh, Brian Schroeder, also departing from the firm. So there you have it. I mean, it's Obviously, no joke when you have the CFTC and the SEC and all the regulators in the United States basically crying wolf and blaming Binance and CZ for, you know, selling unregistered securities and the list goes on and on. Obviously, they've been around for the longest amount of time. as the biggest crypto exchange in the world. So I think uh, I don't think the SEC is going to get away with it. But nonetheless, it is heavily impacted the business on Binance. But then again, Binance is the most fortunate crypto exchange with the most resources, and what we like to call a war chest to battle against the SEC. So we'll see who wins. We already know that the Grayscale versus the SEC case, the SEC took a loss. XRP versus the SEC, you know, Ripple XRP, uh, SEC also took a loss. And it seems like with the Coinbase lawsuit against Brian Armstrong, the CEO of the largest crypto exchange in the United States, the SEC may also take a loss. So we'll see how Crypto choke point 2.0 continues moving further. And if you had to choose a particular crypto exchange. Which crypto exchange do you trust the most to do business with? Let me know in the comments right down below. And now let's break down our next story of the day. Speaking of exchanges, Bybit could no longer do business in the United Kingdom, in the UK. Let's break this baby down, shall we? Uh, Dubai headquartered crypto exchange Bybit has announced the suspension of services to the UK in response to pending rules from the country's Financial Conduct Authority, known as the FCA. In a September 22nd announcement today, Bybit said, it will start suspending services to UK residents by October 1st, which is a few weeks out virtually a week and a half, by no longer allowing new account apps. This move will be followed by the suspension of new deposits, new contracts, and changes to positions for existing users on October 8th. So there you have it. You have been warned. Stop doing business with Bybit, especially if you're in the UK, as they're going to be freezing everything. Quoting them here, in light of the UK Financial Conduct Authority's introduction of new rules regarding marketing and communications by crypto businesses, Bybit has made a choice to embrace the regulation proactively and pause our services in the market. Smart, as they don't want to go against that, then they could be caused to get some serious legal issues. Bybits date to wind down at services will fall on the FCA's deadline for crypto asset firms marketing to users in the UK to be in compliance with certain rules aimed at providing clear, fair, and not misleading market regimes. The FCA first announced the rules in June and issued an additional warning yesterday, September 21st, reminding the firms of the October 8th deadline and the risk of of criminal charges. So clearly this is no joke. According to Bybit, the suspension of services will allow the company to focus its efforts and resources being able to best meet the regulations outlined by the UK authorities in the future. The FCA suggests that certain firms could have until January 2024 to be in compliance with the marketing rules, which would need prior approval from the regulator. Now, Bybit announced a similar winding down of services also in Canada. Heads up, in May, citing recent regulatory development at the time. However, the firm expanded into new markets, which includes Kagistan, where it received in principle approval to operate as a crypto custody service provider back in May. So there you have it, fam. How many of you have ever used the Bybit crypto exchange before? Please do let me know. And will this impact you in any way? Anyone in the UK? Holla, let me know. Now let's break down a rumor, which Nick Carter, crypto influencer, has doubled down on this theory that Bitcoin was invented by the NSA. So let's break this down, and then we'll be breaking down the latest from the BlackRock Bitcoin ETF, sending the Bitcoin price to a new parabolic all-time high of $1.5 million per coin, literally ushering in $30 trillion from the total addressable market, entering into the Bitcoin market cap. And then we'll dive into our live Q&A. And again, shout out to everyone just joining us. So here we go. This is a very interesting story. Bitcoin advocate Nick Carter had come out to reiterate his support for the theory that the U.S. National uh, Security Agency, had uh, something to do with the creation of Bitcoin. September 15th, Iris Energy co-founder Daniel Roberts seemingly revived the decade-old theory on X after posting screenshots of the 1996 paper titled, How to Make a Mint, the Cryptography of Anonymous Electronic cash. The paper is one of the first known discussions of a Bitcoin-like system, which proposes using public key cryptography to allow users to make anonymous payments without revealing their identity. The footer notes show the research paper was prepared by NSA employees. Sources included cryptography expert Kasuaki Akamoto, who co-invented the Akamoto public key crypto system in 1998. Now on September 21st yesterday, Carter, a partner at Castle Island Ventures, doubled down his support for the notion stating, I actually do believe this before adding the following, I call it the Bitcoin Lab leak hypothesis. I think it was a shuttered internal R&D project which one researcher thought was too good to lay follow on the shelf and chose to secretly release Now, Carter has actually held the theory for several years, proposing back in 2020, a Bitcoin was written by NSA cryptographers as a monetary bioweapon, if you will. The code escaped those sensitive confines. Does that make it a virus that escaped? from a lab. And in 2021, he stated, the only decent thing the NSA ever did from the world was let Bitcoin leak from the lab, which he announced here on Twitter. Now, very interesting, right? Now, he went on to say that this doesn't imply that the United States government secretly controls all of the Bitcoin. Another theory that often piggybacks on the Bitcoin NSA conspiracy theory, which suggests the NSA created a backdoor to the Bitcoin code, quitting him here. In my version of this made up idea, the researcher did it without permission of the NSA and chose to leave the coins behind so as to preserve his autonomy. Now, there is a ton of other circumstantial evidence which supports this theory, he added. Meanwhile, some users drew attention to one of the cryptography academics, Tasuka uh, Tusakuki Akamoto, my apologies if I'm butchering these names, fam, listed in the 1996 paper, very similar to Satoshi Nakamoto. Hmm, the name could have been used as inspiration for Satoshi. That's not really a critical part of the theory, though, he said. Meanwhile, Matthew Pines, director of intelligence at cybersecurity firm, Krebs Stamos, believes that it is most likely a cross fertilization of NSA crypto nerds and cypherpunk nerds, adding the following I suspect Satoshi had close NSA work associations, but I don't think Bitcoin itself or the white paper were officially sanctioned. We also have former Goldman Sachs executive Raul Powell, the macro guru, who previously shared his own theory in an interview with Impact Theory earlier this year. Here's what Raul Powell shared. I think the U.S. government and the U.K. government invented it, which is the NSA and the GCHQ in the U.K., who are the two world centers of cryptography. And then in August, Cointelegraph did a deep dive into the conspiracy theory and interviewed former NSA uh, cryptanalyst Jeff Mann, who said that while it was feasible that the NSA could have created Bitcoin as a means to gather intelligence about its enemies, it is highly doubtful. However, he also concluded that even if they did, it is likely will never find out the real story behind the world's most popular digital asset until it doesn't matter anymore. Very interesting, uh, to say the least. Here's what we know as fact. Regardless if it was inspired or created out of the NSA, nobody controls Bitcoin, including the U.S. government, including any government of the world, and including the NSA. So you got to be thankful for that regardless where it was birthed from. But what are your thoughts? What are your theories? Please let me know in the comments right down below. And as I mentioned, earlier, we'll be reading everyone's comments out loud at the end of the show. Now let's discuss the BlackRock Bitcoin ETF, which is on everyone's mind right now. If we get the approval from the SEC and Mr. Gensler, this can help usher in literally $30 trillion into the Bitcoin market cap. Now with the Bitcoin market cap currently sitting at roughly $500 billion, we're talking about uh, literally 60X from here. Now, if the price action did a 60X, I mean, we're in the the ballpark of one and a half million dollars per coin. So let's break this baby down, shall we? I'm going to actually be sharing multiple predictions with you here. The number of regulatory uh, requests to offer a spot Bitcoin ETF coming from a range of institutional financial firms has led to bullish speculation to remain remarkable excitement for the crypto market to say the least. As the US SEC considers such filings from BlackRock, the world's largest asset manager, controlling 10 trillion in assets under management, we have Fidelity, they control four and a half trillion. We have ARK Invest, Kathy Wood's company, plus so much more. So it seems like at least one upcoming approval will come in a matter of time. The SEC is set to hit its next set for deadlines for the approval decisions mid-October, knowing October is only a week and a half out. So investors are left to speculate about which firm might receive the approval first. So let me know your thoughts. How many of you think that the Bitcoin ETF approval could get the green light? As soon as October, which is the next deadline, let me know. I think more than likely, Gensler is going to kick the can down the road until next year, as they seem to be doing that since the inception of Bitcoin ETFs have been uh, accepted or you know submitted to the SEC. They've been declining them literally for over a decade now. So more than likely, I think it's to get the approval next year, right before the having creating the perfect storm. But let me know your thoughts, fam. Now, Mark Yusko, chief investment officer of the managing director hedge fund, Morgan Creek Capital, is picking BlackRock, for the first to get the green light, quitting him here. I believe, and I've said multiple times, that BlackRock will be the first one, Yusko said during a recent appearance on the Paul Barron Network. I might even go stronger and say they might be the only one. It's certainly possible. Do you think BlackRock will get that monopoly? Let me know, fam. What's probably more likely is BlackRock first, then a gap, and then some number of others. But the thing is, whoever is first is going to get the vast majority of assets. I think he makes a great point. Now, Yusko's prediction that BlackRock will receive the first mover. Advantage in offering a spot Bitcoin ETF leads him to believe the product will capture the lion's share of the $30 trillion currently managed by the firms that would seek Bitcoin exposure through a regulated ETF product. Now, even given that so much Bitcoin is locked into wallets that may never be accessed again or sitting in the hands of hyper convicted hodlers who won't sell, Yusko went on to make a bold prediction for how much institutional capital will impact the Bitcoin price. He put a dollar figure for a free float Bitcoin, the amount of Bitcoin that is readily available to the market at just $100 billion. Quoting Yusko here, I believe the ETF will be approved sometime around year end. That will pave the way for a very large influx of capital, Let's say one tenth of one percent of the predicted thirty trillion comes in. That's thirty billion dollars. And thirty billion on a hundred billion, what will the price be? Yusko added that Bitcoin's upcoming reward-having event, when the Bitcoin rewards that miners receive is programmatically cut in half, will create conditions of a parabolic price increase, leading to be decidedly bullish price target. There is a built-in mechanism, he says, to drive the price higher. Every halving has added a zero, he explained, adding that he thinks the effect of this next halving will be relatively muted but can still drive the Bitcoin price exponentially. That gives us about $150,000 per Bitcoin or something like that. Well, let's dive more specifically into 30 trillion being unlocked into the market. Now, again, if we were to 60X, the current Bitcoin price and market cap, we're talking about a $1.5 million Bitcoin price action. So Eric Balchunez, he is the Bloomberg ETF head analyst, FYI. He believes that the 30 trillion worth of capital could be made available to the Bitcoin market if a spot Bitcoin ETF is approved, the same as Mark Yusko, which I just covered. The analyst stated that a spot Bitcoin ETF can serve as a bridge, between the Bitcoin market and an impressive amount of capital. That's right. When asked why the approval of a spot Bitcoin ETF in the U.S. would be a big deal, Balchunas stated that financial advisors and the old generation of investors prefer their investments delivered in an ETF, a format that they are more familiar and comfortable with, quoting Balchunas here. ETF is the format in which the boomers and the financial advisors prefer their investments delivered. And this matters because financial advisors manage about $30 trillion worth of assets. Now, a major talking point in some crypto- to investment circles, the spot Bitcoin ETF is yet to be approved by the SEC. In fact, over the past decade, the regulator rejected as many as 30 spot Bitcoin ETFs from firms such as Gemini, Fidelity, Wisdom Tree, et cetera. However, Balchunez notes the odds of approval in the next year have increased to about 50%. And he actually went on since then and said there is a 95% chance of that spot Bitcoin ETF approval in 2024. He attributed this to the recent filing by BlackRock, sharing that the high-level asset manager, which holds roughly 10 trillion in assets under management is very smart and they don't just throw filings out willy nilly, they clearly see something out there that they think can get through to the regulators and commenting on when we're likely to hear from the SEC. Um, Obviously that next deadline is October. Let me know fam, if you feel it's likely to get pushed back. Once again, now let's discuss the BlackRock and Coinbase deal, not even the ETF, but just the BlackRock Coinbase deal sending the Bitcoin price parabolic to 773,000 per coin according to crypto analysts, Invest Answers, as well as um, Dan Shapiro. So let's break this down, how they arrive at this number. If BlackRock puts a half a percent of their assets under in management into Bitcoin, using my multiplier, which is 21x, that will impact the market cap by $1 trillion, which will add about $75,000 to the Bitcoin price. Now, taking it to $98,000 and an ROI from today's price is 326%, this is very, very achievable. Now, if they allocate just 1%, which, of course, will take time to get to that, level, that would add about $2.1 trillion to the market cap. So $150,000 to the price would take the future price of Bitcoin to $173,000, which is a 652% gain from here. And if they add 5%, which is what Dan Tapiero says, I think it is way too aggressive, but maybe over time, maybe in the next three to five years, that could be possible. That would take the price of Bitcoin to $773,000 per coin in the next three to five years pretty easily. I mean, the numbers don't lie. What are your thoughts, fam. Now, the chart that got BlackRock excited about the partnership with Coinbase is right here, quoting him. No bigger a macro opportunity for BlackRock than acting to facilitate the Bitcoin adoption. A 5% shift in BlackRock assets is $500 billion. That's greater than the Bitcoin value today. A catalyst for a path to $250,000 plus Bitcoin posts. Bitcoin having is becoming clear. And these predictions were made at the end of last year before BlackRock submitted this recent application to the SEC for a spot Bitcoin ETF only making it that much more bullish. What are your thoughts, fam? Let me know where you feel the Bitcoin price is likely to go and which spot ETF application do you feel is most likely to get approved first. Let me know your thoughts in the comments right down below. And don't forget to check out cryptonewsalerts.net for the full premium experience with video and to participate in the live Q&A. And I look forward to seeing you on tomorrow's episode. HODL.